Welcome to another installment of Behind the Fourth Wall, the podcast where we review and break down all things pop culture, including movie trailers. I'm joined today by my esteemed co-host and four-time paper football tri-state champion, Emmett. Welcome, Emmett. The glory days. And yes, I am excited for this episode. We have we've been talking that we break down trailers, but we haven't really gotten that many. Uh, we've been in kind of a a dead zone for those but we finally got a big one this weekend yeah i've been waiting for the um boss baby 2 trailer to drop but no luck but this week we're talking about godzilla <laughs> versus kong so good enough i think right yeah we're, we got destroy all monsters take two with some major upgrades there's, there's a lot to go through it's a fairly decent sized trailer i was kind of thinking they were going to uh you know give us a shorter end of the stick and give us like a 30 second one but this is a decent length one so i'm excited to get into it and break things down i guess though kind of worth maybe starting this off with but like this is the first big hbo max and theater release for warner brothers is this the first blockbuster during the pandemic because i feel like it is no, wonder right? one. Oh yeah you're right you're right you're right i would say mulan was the first but that kind of flopped a bit well, yeah, but it's it wasn't like they didn't even try the the same kind of bold release strategy that Warner Brothers is trying for for their stuff. It was just purely Disney Plus, I think, for Mulan. Yeah, it was just Disney Plus, and you also for the first what month or two months you had to pay to watch it, which is I think attributed to that one not doing that well. Yeah. What defines a blockbuster though? Is it just the style of the movie or is it like the actual earnings because i feel like wonder woman didn't do that well reported earnings so it's kind of a mixed bag it's star wars that kicked off the term the original star wars movie um but i think it's mainly nowadays i think it's just we're talking about your like big budget summer block summer big release so it would be anything like upwards of 100 mil maybe 150 mil plus uh budget movies that people would normally just kind of relate to the category of popcorn flick. Yeah. Then I guess Wonder Woman would count. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. But so, that was Warner Brothers, right? That's No, yeah, that was Warner Brothers. That is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So okay, I was wrong. But this does feel like the first like true popcorn flick of 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 the of the new year. So um, I'm trying to think through and see like, if there's anything coming out right before it, but I think with its, I think mid-March release date, it doesn't look like there's anything else that's going to be really stacking up against it at the moment. I do know that Zack Snyder's Justice League cut is supposed to drop on the same month, so I wonder how they're going to play that out because it seemed like they were, Warner Brothers was putting some heavy stock into that Zack Snyder cut, but it seems like. Ever since they announced their whole release strategy for 2021, it hasn't taken as high of a priority as it did when they initially announced that release. Yeah, this for sure is going to be the first domino for the blockbuster releases, uh, not just Warner Brother or HBO, but everything included. So I'm excited for this one. It It's a step back towards normalcy and getting, you know, these these big movies but the only problem is like how are we gonna watch this because to do it justice you got to be an imax but obviously that's not on the table in mid-march so i might have to like 
invest in a projector or something like that. I'm renting out an entire movie <laughs> screening. It's only $70 at my local Regal Theater, so let's see if they do it. <laughs> okay. All right. I say that, but like all the theaters around me are closed. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think my hands are tied on this one, unless I want to like take a pretty deep drive upstate. Um, or even then, I don't really know what the situation is here in New York necessarily. But um, I would honestly, I would, I would kind of consider it if I had a decent amount of friends that that were either vaccinated or already had COVID uh, <laughs> to go into. Like maybe rent the space out a little bit. I imagine it's kind of cheap. At the yeah, point. I'm sure it's cheap, but I just can't picture it being worth the risk, especially being so close to, you know, getting on the list for the vaccine. So I don't want to be the guy who gets COVID a month before I could get the vaccine for it. <laughs> I think you and I are in the age group of we're like months away from even getting any sort of yeah. access to it. Let me be positive here, man. All right. You're all being right. my Godzilla to my King Kong. All right, well, <laughs> you're the you know, Let's get into this trailer, man. Should we just talk about our overall kind of feel of it? I feel like we could go scene by scene, and I kind of broke it down a little bit in our in our notes section here. But um, it's it's a little jumbled up. It doesn't necessarily follow a linear uh, pattern here. But yeah, let's talk generals first. I yeah. think to me, this is like the same movie we just got with Godzilla where Godzilla was fighting all this, this like star studded lineup of beasts or other Kaijus. And now this just feels like an extension of that. It doesn't really feel earned yet. And I know that the budget's not really going to be allocated towards writing or a script or any sort of plot. So I feel like it's going to be a lot of just like, you're not going to like, I already know this, but you're not going into this for a plot to make sense. You're going in to see two monsters collide. Yeah, you're you're going in to see two giant beasts tear the living heck out of each other. Like I don't, I I always like, I don't even know what a good like Oscar worthy script for Godzilla would look like. To be totally honest with you, but um, no, and I don't think it's possible. So I'm not holding it to that regard. <laughs> but I just mean like. The last movie, he was the hero. Godzilla was the hero. And Kong was also, like, save the day for the people who came to kill him. That was a bit confusing there. But they've both ended their movies as good guys towards human the human race. So now you're, you want us to buy into Godzilla's evil and Kong is, like, our savior? Well, they both both movies kind of ended with both of them being like the kings of their kingdom per se, right? So there can't be two kings in the world. Some, but they got to duke it out at some point, right? Sure, there can. That's why we have borders and and boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair point. Fair point. Rule your districts. <laughs> well, you know, the, Kong the, was the, on one island. <laughs> That is true. Well, you had that scene at the end of the last movie where all the kaiju were gathered around Godzilla. like, And, right. and during the middle of the movie, you had them all scattered around the world. How the heck did they all get in there? Especially that woolly mammoth one. Like That yeah, one always that puzzled me. Moved a little slow. <laughs> not just that, but like, how do you get across the water? Yeah, not a lot of it made sense. And this is where we get into trouble if we try and dissect it a little too much. All right. Well, let's let's. I'm just saying it's. I I kind of want to see some sort of explanation for woolly mammoth making it across the ocean. 
with like no concerted effort apparently and super super fast yeah what was your first like what's your lasting impression of the trailer like the first thing you latched onto or thought about um the first thing i thought about was really i was confused as to why godzilla will all of a sudden is is a, is a bad guy <laughs> right <laughs> um i think that's what kind of stood out to me the most because you're right like as as you already pointed out like we we ended both movies with both characters and there's in their last solo outings as like the heroes of the of the day um and on relatively good terms so i i guess i that kind of stuck out to me like a sore thumb um but there's a few little things that kind of were weaved into the trailer that i thought were immediate call outs to like everything's not quite what it seems um but yeah the, like the overall thing that kind of stuck out to me is like godzilla for whatever reason is you know, tearing apart civilization, apparently. And civilization apparently thinks it's okay to bomb Godzilla, even though it's never worked in any of the films. <laughs> We've seen them try to... We've nuked him to revive him. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to shoot a few missiles at him. Yeah, yeah. that was definitely one of the uh, the first things I noticed. But I, even before that, it was Kong's buff. Like, Like, talking in video game terms, like, a buff is, like, enhancements to certain attributes he's now significantly taller i was expecting him to be like half the height of godzilla and then he was also like super intelligent like he's wielding like a axe yeah somehow he's able to build tools he either built it himself or there's some sort of like other yeah okay i'm just gonna say this real quick i hope to god (laughs) that that tool is built by kong and not by the humans because that's the one thing that always irks me about these movies is they focus so much on the human characters. Well, let's be honest, I'm not there to see Millie Bobby Brown's, you know, and her estranged relationship with her father. I'm not there to see like this little girl that's like for some reason has an attachment to Kong. I'm there to see Godzilla and Kong beat the, you know, beat the heck out of each other. That's what I'm yeah. there to see. Yeah, that is the major downfall of these movies, and I think that's. Like, if you don't have a team dedicated to writing this script, then just rely on the CGI budget and just, like, let us track where Kong goes between the fights or how he, like, has, like, a rocky montage of training (laughs) for it. I don't, yeah, I don't want to see, like, my father was, I always thought was a good guy and then ended up being a bad guy and now I have to fix his wrongs or whatever. Like, that's always the plot and it's always, like, terrible to watch. Right. And so I, I guess to connect the dots with the last movie, though, like you had this group Monarch, right? Who I guess at the end of Godzilla versus no, was it Godzilla King of the Monsters? I always I always want to see Godzilla destroy all monsters because that yeah, video game because that was so the video good. game. Yeah, <laughs> but um, he at at the end of that movie, it, it, it's Monarch is a very pro Godzilla, I guess, organization, um, which it seems like they're back. And this one, because you see the logo scattered throughout, and I guess these are the, those researcher people that are, for some reason, wanting to get Kong in for some threat. I, it, it just kind of makes me wonder, though, like, is, is, is the threat that they're getting Kong for Godzilla himself, or is this beforehand? And so Godzilla then just, like, attacks Kong unprovoked? I don't know. Yeah, it's difficult to make predictions, because I feel like this is a trailer that has really mashed up the timeline of the scenes that they like the editors were given to work with. 
I don't think this is anywhere near in order or like very predictable order. Like when we looked at the Mandalorian trailer, it was kind of easy to tell like, okay, we see the clear order of which planet he's going to go to one after another. And we knew that it was going to be like the first four episodes. This, I feel like, is he in chains at the beginning of the movie or is it the end of the movie? <laughs> like, yeah, for I, people that need Kong, they certainly have a funny way of showing that they need <laughs> Kong. Yeah, that's why I didn't get like that overlay of dialogue. Um, I'm forgetting his name, but the handsome guy <laughs> was delivering that, like, we need Kong. But he's just saying that as he's walking up to Kong in chain in shackles. For real, they really don't appreciate my guy over there. Like they, they got, they got. Are you Kong? I. <laughs> you know what? I don't know. The the more I the more I watch this trailer, the more I kind of think I am. Only because like he was given some pretty sweet upgrades here. Right. Right. For for any like Mortal Kombat players out there, this is what they complained um, when the new game came out. There was a wave of complaints about Scorpion being too buff for for the game, having too many tricks. I feel like this is the same way for 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 Kong. They gave him so many upgrades, so you're just like, oh damn! Like normally, I wouldn't pl- I wouldn't choose Kong, but now that I see these upgrades, maybe I'll you know switching over to the, to the other team for now. I'm gonna stick with Godzilla, <laughs> just because. In Kong's movie, he he drew a lot of blood from smacking one helicopter. He so was I feel like he's got sensitive skin. <laughs> he was a young buck back then. He's he's truly a, a swole. I don't know. Fifty years later, after because that movie was 1973, so 50-ish years after, he's clearly grown a lot, gotten more muscular, and gotten smarter. But he's still got the same thickness of skin i would say and and godzilla spits fire <laughs> yeah like it's plasma you're, it's it's literally the batman versus superman thing here right you got one creature with powers like ungodly amounts i mean hell ken watanabe like nuked himself to give godzilla like the ultimate you know like upgrade in the last movie and now yeah, you have man. you have him man. Yeah, <laughs> and now you have um, Kong getting some major upgrades, but like from like I guess a weapons kind of thing. Like he might have built this axe himself. I don't think he did, man. <laughs> I hope he did. I hope we get a whole scene of him. Like his parents did. Give us the Star Forge scene from Avengers: Infinity War, but replace <laughs> Thor with Kong, and give me like give me Peter Dinklage again when, when at the end of it where he's trying to form the axe for him he's like i need the axe same size yeah same size (laughs) (laughs) the handle (laughs) help me find the handle yeah i have a feeling it was like his parents made that and i think it was like godzilla or the i don't know kaiju older than godzilla thought king kong's parents or something like that i don't know like on another world, and then like as the world's about to blow up, they put Baby Kong in like a little spaceship along with that little axe, and then like, <laughs> one day you'll fight Godzilla. <laughs> and they sent him to Kansas, yeah. Dude, the more I think about it, the more this movie seems like Batman versus Superman. <laughs> well, there are like very brief 
seconds of the trailer that kind of look otherworldly. Yeah, so you pointed this out, um, and we gave the trailer a quick view right before we decided to record our thoughts for eternity on the internet. <laughs> but uh, you're right. There's like a couple a couple seconds, I think. What did we settle on? Like a minute 54-ish seconds right around yeah. that time was one, and then like a minute 57. You want to walk us through that? Yeah, I mean, it's not... It's not nothing crazy. It just kind of looks like hovering spacecraft. And then it's a very like clear night sky with stars that don't really resemble anything that I've that we would see here on Earth. They're more like purplish. So I don't know. Either it's a really clear night on Skull Island or <laughs> or he's off world and is coming back after i'm guessing this is going to be very rocky-esque mixed with um batman versus superman i i have a feeling they fight once kong gets his his butt kicked retreats trains finds out parts of his history and then returns for a fight (laughs) (laughs) That, that that that'd be pretty cool uh, but also very ridiculous. But yeah, I, I think I think he might be onto something. Um, maybe they just made, made they're making him an alien. They're Kong's species, like his. You know, who knows? Like I, I, there is like seemingly an alien connection to it, though. Like now that you, you know, bring all that up, and then like I, I think you're you're right in that there's a very Batman versus Superman vibe to it. Um. I was I I I wrote it down on, on my on the notes section here, but if you look at the first couple of seconds of the trailer, there's a shot of these people running like underground, I guess a subway stop or something, and there's a quick um, view of the camera just looking up as the people are coming down the steps, and if yeah. you pause it, like I thought it was just smoke for a while, but like if you pause in the trailer, I think it's about like maybe. It's like two, three seconds in. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a figure causing destruction on the city. He's the more I look at it though, like the more it looks like a mechanized Godzilla. Yeah, and I have heard rumors that he or like rumors slash confirmations that he will be in it. But how does he get into the story? Is it like who's building him? It's gotta be Charles Dance's character. Um Who's the guy who played Tywin Lannister? All that Lannister gold can buy you a pretty good mechanized Godzilla, <laughs> though. Like, <laughs> what was he? Sir, it's been so long since I gave these a watch or actually paid attention to him. What was he looking <laughs> for at the end of Godzilla? Honestly, honestly, I don't even know what his whole mission was. I think he was trying to control Godzilla or one of these monsters. But at the end, there's an there's an end credit scene at the end of the last one uh, where he gets. He comes into the possession of the one of the King Ghidorah um, heads, the the one that Godzilla had severed in the middle of the movie and tossed into the ocean. Um, okay. So I remember you and I talked about this um, for you know after after we both got an opportunity to watch it, um, and we both speculated that maybe like the, the next villain is is um, Mecha King Ghidorah because that's kind of how the origin plays out in the old Japanese movies, but. Um, 
yeah, I this is a different path. I don't think they're doing Mecha King Ghidorah. I feel like they would probably advertise that a little bit more if they went that route. Um, I've seen rumors and people kind of speculating that the Godzilla that's attacking cities is Mecha Godzilla with like a some sort of like fake synthetic skin to make him look like actual Godzilla. Seems like mm. a bit of a stretch, but I mean, who knows? It, it, it could be the route that they're going. Yeah, I could see that. And that would be what we're talking about being very Batman versus Superman like. And for people who haven't seen that movie, uh, here's a spoiler for you. <laughs> so Batman is angry with Superman for destroying Gotham during a, a, a fight in Superman's standalone movie and basically wants revenge and figures out a way to even the playing field with kryptonite for fighting and then he seemingly is about to win the fight when Superman says wait they have Martha meaning his mother Superman's mother and then that unfolded Batman because that was the name of his mother too I know great writing um <laughs> So I think that's the only thing that we're worried about is that like Godzilla and Kong fight each other. And then when one's about to win, the other somehow communicates like, wait, I haven't been attacking cities or like, you know, Mothra. <laughs> <laughs> they got the Mothra connection right there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like it might be something a little like that. That's probably what's going to end up happening. Like, there's a third, more significant threat that um, forces the two to kind of fight together. Uh, it's it's definitely. I I just don't think that this is one of those things that is actually going to answer who's the tougher character because they both have a pretty decent sized um, fandom behind them, right? Like, you don't really want to piss off half of your audience, I guess. Yeah, you don't want to. So I feel like that's where it's kind of going. Unless they're Kong fans, in which case, like, screw it, Warner Brothers, give us an actual fight and have a winner. Yeah, I think there's, I think pretty much everyone lands on the Kong side. And then the people who pick Godzilla are just picking, picking like, being practical and logical with that choice. I mean, but it makes sense, though. Like, even when you look at the Batman versus Superman argument, like, let's be real. Like, Bat Batman's smart, sure, but it's Superman. He can, like, rip him in two if he really <laughs> wanted to. You know, let's be real. Like, there's no competition there. Right. He was taking him easy, taking it easy on, on him that fight, for sure. Yeah. So, Godzilla's one atomic breath from Godzilla should end G Kong in a natural setting. But they gave him some upgrades here, so I guess <laughs> that's kind of out of the question. Yeah. Um, as far as predictions, I feel like we're still going to get one more trailer, either like a week before the release, or I could picture like a Super Bowl new spot, or maybe just featuring this one again. Do you think they're doing Super Bowl spots this year? Yeah, why wouldn't they? Well, they they had that whole thing about how Pepsi and a whole bunch of these other advertisers pulled from... Um, advertising in the Super Bowl. That's why I'm kind of, I'm wondering whether that's uh, going to also be the truth for like movie trailers, or is this is this the opposite effect? And like now it gives them like more space to actually advertise this stuff there. 
guess we'll have to see. I, I assumed that everyone would still be in play. Yeah, apparently not. This was news to me this morning, so I'm like, sorry to deviate the conversation there a little bit. It's just I, I, I kind of also, I totally forgot there was a Super Bowl <laughs> this year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, like it should be a shocker for me, right? But, um, yeah, no, <laughs> I'm curious to see though. I, I hope they do at least like replace Pepsi or Budweiser, whoever. The Americans heck. need to see. The Clydesdale horses bringing beer to a town and then learn about like erectile dysfunction medicine. <laughs> I just want to see another. <laughs> I just want to see Kendall stop a protest by <laughs> by oh offering an officer some Pepsi. What a flop. We really <laughs> used her a couple <laughs> down the DC. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, no, I, I, I think we're getting one more trailer here i don't think this is the end one but it's definitely enough to like i've heard a lot of and seen a lot of positive comments on this movie and i think you know no one's going into this expecting this to be you know an academy award movie but it's definitely getting more hype than i think it would have if there if we were on a steady diet of blockbusters the trailer actually got more attention than the wonder woman release from december <laughs> so i i think though that kind of has to do with the fact that wonder woman we had so long to kind of digest trailers and take a look at material yeah this where it's like you haven't seen a peep of this movie until just now yeah and then i don't know wonder woman also i don't think it was priding itself on action and I think action like this just does better. Right. Globally. Yeah. That's true. I wonder how this is going to do like in, in, in the Asian market for this. Cause like, uh, I mean, there's a reason that they put all these fights in Tokyo. <laughs> well, yeah, but like, I don't, I think they always fall short though. Like at least the American adaptations. Like I always, I know that like in Japan, Gareth Edwards, original Godzilla movie didn't do so good. Um, in the box office there, so I think I it's think always time to come that. around. I think don't they doesn't like the Asian market like eat up CGI fights? Um, with giant mechanized transforming robots, they definitely do. Right, <laughs> like that. That's why like the last Transformers movie, which probably shouldn't have been made, was in Tokyo. Um, all the Pacific Rim movies were out there. This is going to be out there. I think there was another one I'm forgetting about, too. But, like, every single one of them is out there. Like, I think they're targeting that market specifically. But then still using, like, the U.S. Navy out there. <laughs> I think specifically, like, the Chinese market has been growing. So it's, like, the second biggest um, box office market. Or at least it was, like, pre-COVID. So I know that, like, Pacific Rim, for example, it bombed here. Pacific right. Rim 2, I mean. And then Pacific Rim 2 actually enjoyed a lot of success uh, in in the Chinese market. Um, right. So does so do the Marvel movies. But I think it, it kind of varies. Like, even Captain America is super popular over there. Which I'm, I'm going to be interested to see what the what the numbers result in, though. Because, uh, you know, I, I think that... you know, and, and I hope it does decently well for movie theaters, too. Because I feel like that's the one thing that I hope comes out of this whole COVID mess... Um, at least somewhat intact. Like I'd love to at some point in the future be able to go back to the movies. Um, so 
fingers crossed that this actually gets some good reception. But um, I personally will be enjoying it in my semi-big screen TV <laughs> um, with a decent-sized bowl of popcorn, um, maybe a couple beers or five. Yeah, that sounds five. pretty good. <laughs> I'll probably do a trilogy before it, too. The whole thing? Not the same day, but like throughout the week. Which is your favorite out of the last two? Well, there's two Godzillas and then one Kong, right? Yeah, but let's be real here. We're talking about Godzilla, right? Like, Kong's like an add-on to this. Oh, you're just taking out John C. Riley's major role in Loki? Yes, yes I am. Okay. Yeah, it's because it's of, of Brie Larson, isn't it? <laughs> it is because of Brie Larson. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I'd probably go with the first Godzilla. I really like that one, too. I feel like it had a, a nice little horror element to it, and I thought that Gareth Edwards did a really good job on that movie. And um, even though Fancy, you don't get to right? see Godzilla quite as much. That's the problem is that you were talking about before, is that like we focus too much on like character development of the humans and we don't care about that yeah we don't i I feel like that first godzilla movie like the one for the modern age um that one i didn't mind the humans all too much i feel like they did a decent job of it right but like anything after that the godzilla king of the monster stuff just like really killed me like anytime you you focused on the humans it just was a total scene kill for me i wonder if they're going to address the fact that like godzilla literally nuked the entire city of Boston (laughs) in the last movie. We don't need to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) But that Red Sox stadium. Go Yankees. (laughs) (laughs) At least it was in New York this time. (laughs) No, but for real though, New York is usually the one that's bearing all the disaster (laughs) in all these movies. Yeah, it needed a break. But I uh, I think we're both excited for this. You sure? I think I, said, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm excited. Um, you know, I I do kind of hope we that Mecha Godzilla thing ends up being true. I that's yeah. one of the more fun aspects of the Godzilla lore that I thought w- worked really well. And I want to see a live action interpretation of Mecha Godzilla that's not from Ready Player One, please. <laughs> that one was pretty good. I mean, it was good. It's just like I like an official incarnation of it, you know. Yeah, I really just the thing I'm looking forward to is seeing this background story behind Stormbreaker and how Kong gets his axe. He gets it from the Star Forge, from a dwarf star. All right, well, that's your guess, but no, it's fact. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't wait to see that then. I can't wait either. I, 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 you know, I, I'm looking forward to it. I hope this is the first of many fun movies we actually get to enjoy while we go through the darkness of of this COVID disaster. So, fingers crossed here. Yeah, fingers crossed. But if you're out there and you're also looking forward to to this movie, or or maybe you're not and you want to let us know, um, you can go ahead and hit us up on Twitter at BT fourth wall or feel free to email us at behind the fourth wall podcast at gmail.com. All right. And with that, I guess that about wraps it up for us for this. Hopefully we'll, we'll get a couple more trailers of some of the more 
other stuff that's kind of, I guess, coming down the pipeline. We're getting to that point right now where usually there gets, you're supposed to get like an onslaught of, of stuff. So, and with the Super Bowl around the corner, I hope we get more content out there. So, yeah, fingers crossed on that. Looking forward to it. So, anyway, thanks for listening.